walking with Jesus, serving with love, sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Welcome back. This is Jeff Given. Uh, happy to again be with you on the first Tuesday of each month. And as a quick preview, if you are someone who enjoys music or uh, lyrics, I just want to give you a heads up that this episode will mostly involve both of those things. So, yay! Uh, if you don't particularly enjoy music or lyrics, I hope you'll still find something worthwhile in our time together this Tuesday morning. And this particular Tuesday, as you may have heard, happens to be Election Day here in the U.S. If you have not heard that today is Election Day in the U.S., bless you. Uh, teach me your ways. Not, not because we shouldn't vote or, or because we shouldn't be well-informed participants in the political sphere. Those are good things. Uh, and and the series on, on politics from Pastor Courtney has been so good and helpful. No, I, I, only, I somewhat jokingly say, bless you, uh, because if you have somehow been able to, to sort of miraculously remain unblemished by uh, the bombardment of advertising and fundraising, then, then you are on some higher plane of consciousness that most of us have not yet reached. So peace be with you. For the rest of us here on earth, uh, I imagine many of us might be experiencing some elevated, intensified levels of emotions during this election season. You're not alone. I'm right there with you. Uh, And this last Friday, I woke up knowing that on the calendar, my next scheduled podcast would be on election day. And I still had absolutely no idea what I would want to talk about with all of you, dear listeners. And, uh, and I had this thought, what can I possibly bring to the conversation on, on what I can imagine will be a very fraught day for so many people. This caused me uh, not quite a full-blown panic, but definitely some anxiety and worry to start off my day. So I poured some coffee, went outside to sit in our little garden uh, and do my morning pages. Uh, Morning pages is, is a practice that could probably warrant a whole podcast episode on its own, but the general idea is to write three pages, kind of stream of consciousness style, about absolutely anything. Just just allowing any thoughts, ideas, worries uh, to sort of spill out onto the page. And it can be it can be a way to spark creativity. But where I've found it most helpful is in how it can can clear my head a bit and how it can often lessen the power of any fears or anxieties that I've woken up with. Um, or have been carrying around. 
um, sort of allows me to, to just let some of those go. Um, and for me, it tends to often be uh, become a form of prayer, of laying my concerns openly and honestly before God. So I'm writing the pages and taking in some of the beauty of the garden um, while Easton is, is out there with me playing with his trucks. And the hymn, uh, the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, pops into my head. Specifically the line, morning by morning, new mercies I see. And I take a deep breath because I'm, st- I'm still feeling quite anxious. I take a deep breath and let that soak in a little bit. I, I consider the worried and, and unsettled way I'd, I had started out my morning. But new mercies I see. And then I think of the lyric in a different way. Rather than uh, morning like the sunrise, I can hear it sung as mourning as in grieving or experiencing sorrow, mourning by mourning, and yet new mercies I see. And this very simple thought uh, almost brought me to tears. So I think about that for a moment and then begin to consider uh, the first verse. And so I write that out as the lyrics come to me, and that's just part of my, my morning pages, just writing these lyrics. And as I'm looking at the lines more closely, it all of a sudden hits me. This is the podcast episode. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to look at together. And so I continue through uh, the refrain and then the other verses of the song. And as I'm writing the words, I see this theme being revealed that I had never really considered before. Um, kind of a fun surprise to, to know an entire song by heart and yet still discover something uh, completely new to me. So throughout the song, we find all of these images, images of creation, of nature, of the cosmos, of days and seasons. And in all the images, there's an element of change, of transition, of a sort of rhythmic cycling where where none of it remains the same. And so I picture this whirling spinning collage of images round and round, full of energy and movement and chaos uh, and, and uncertainty, but all spinning around a single, still, steadfast axis. At the center of this swirling storm we find the source of all life, creator of all things, holding everything together. And there is no shadow of turning with thee. Verse 2, we have summer and winter, uh, stark opposites, bringing with them all sorts of challenges wildfires, heat waves. 
snowstorms and frozen water pipes, but also incredible beauty and wonder, sunshine and warmth of summer, cool, crisp air and that, that beautifully black stillness that winter nights can bring. Springtime and harvest, think, think new life, rebirth, and then collecting, gathering, sharing, but also the, the hard work of planting that sometimes comes with no reward at all. And in fall, the, the withered plants and flowers that, that mournfully fade back to the ground. And then sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, swirling, bursting, fading, lighting and reflecting, join with all nature in manifold witness. Join with all nature in manifold witness. Witness all creation, witnessing to, pointing to, to what? They join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness. Mercy. Mercy and love. As though, as though all of the change and uncertainty, all of the mystery and loss and pain, along with beauty and wonder of the universe, as though these things are not in opposition, as though they're not in opposition to the consistency of God, as though they don't run contrary to the pattern of creation, but actually are the pattern and witness to the mercy and love that infuses and enlivens and, and is deeply woven into the whole thing. Storms, wildfires, devastation, sunsets and sunrises, the beauty of, of new life and growth, the turning and shadows of days and seasons, the, the rhythms and cycles all around us, our anxieties and fears, hopes and celebrations that sometimes burst within us. And yet, in and through all of this, consistency, stillness, joy, joy are somehow found within and surrounding all of it. Great is thy faithfulness. Thou changest not. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Now, as if the lyrics weren't enough, um, written by Thomas Chisholm, by the way, the composer the, of the music, William Runyon, he comes storming in to really, really drive the point home with his musical arrangement. Uh, when we get to the refrain, Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, 
the lyric uh, the lyric is about the faithful, steadfast, unchanging nature of God, even within God's constantly changing creation. And then underneath this seemingly straightforward melody, we com- we completely abandon the key signature. Uh, for those the music nerds out there, um, I was I was reminded of this recently because my my dad and I have been talking about music theory, and we looked at this particular song actually to study some of its structure, and it's it's a wild roller coaster of chords and progressions that would not commonly follow one another. Um, there's there's some chaos embedded into the music itself. Um, all underneath this beautiful, memorable melody. And and the melody that I sang, the melody for the first two lines, by the way, stays essentially the same. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. It's, it's the exact same line, but suddenly, kind of out of nowhere, shifted up a whole step which then forces the chords to, to scramble around underneath it to, to catch up. Um, the center remains. The, the pattern remains. The flow remains even amidst a sea of change. And, and all of these musical themes are, uh, are reinforcing what the lyrics are pointing us to. Morning by morning or morning by mourning, grief by grief, loss by loss, stress by stress, new mercies, new mercies I see. The source doesn't change. The source doesn't change. The true pattern, the rhythm and the flow are steady, but our experience, our ways of seeing and knowing can absolutely change, can absolutely be transformed, can absolutely be new. New mercies we can see each and every morning available to us. Each passing, each loss, each celebration, each painful experience, each election cycle, what new mercies might we encounter? When we, when we open to that flow of mercy and goodness uh, and that, that being heldness and stillness and restness and muchness and new lifeness, all I have needed. Thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me, Lord, unto us, unto all creation. With, within and surrounding all of the chaos and the turmoil in ourselves, in ourselves and in our world, there is a grounding, there is a steadfast core of who we are and the image in which we were created to be. There is a solid rock on which we stand. 
And there is a stillness there, a quiet, enduring, steadfast peace that holds the whole thing together. At the core of, of, of all creation, at the core of all creation is the source of all creation, and it is good. Amen. And of course, we don't, we don't end there. We don't, find, we don't find that stillness, that calm, and then just sort of call it a day. Because it's, it's not just about us and our peace. It's not just about me and my experience of, of wholeness. Because that, that kind of peace, that kind of mercy and love cannot be contained within ourselves. Come on. Of course not. But it is where everything begins, where, where any action, where any action of love and justice begins. And, and so it is out of that place, out of that place of stillness and wholeness and oneness and centeredness, out of that flows active love for one another love and care for God's good creation and a, and a desire to share this hope and this love, this love that is woven into the whole thing if our eyes and our hearts are open to discover it because it is good news. And so it is meant to be shared right, right there in the heaviness there's lightness. Right there in the valley of death, there is also rebirth, new life, a, a mountain of joy in the valley of grief. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. It's already here within us. All we need to experience joy and love and peace and hope are right here with us because the Spirit of Christ is not somewhere out there for us to chase. The Spirit of Christ is not just out there. It is here within us and all around us. Paul, Paul writes that, that um, in Christ all things have been created through him and for him, that, that in Christ all things hold together. Um, in another letter, he writes, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Christ in us, the hope of glory. The, ref the refrain of our song closes, um, closes each time with the line, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And I, I used to simply think about that in terms of material needs, all I have needed. Like, um, like thank you for the food and the family and the stuff that I have and move on. But as we know, we, we don't always have the material things that we need. And tragically, uh, there are those among us that may never have all the practical things they need. And so again, I, 
I think there's something deeper going on here. I I have a whole thing in my uh, in my notes here about <laughs> about the world of advertising we live in. Um, I don't think we have time <laughs> for all of it, but the idea uh, the idea is that the the products and services being sold to us are not necessarily in themselves the problem. Um, we're, we're constantly being bombarded with, with advertising and, and messaging. Um, and the things and experiences being sold to us can absolutely be good and beautiful. Uh, they can be shared and enjoyed. The thing isn't really the thing. The idea is the thing. The idea of what we're really being sold is the thing because uh, because the message that can so easily creep in if we're not paying attention, the message can be that what we need, that all we have needed to experience joy and peace and love and acceptance, that that is somewhere else, that what we need is somewhere else, that what we need we don't already have. And again, we're not, we're not talking uh, practical, physical needs here, food, shelter, relationship. We're talking about um, fulfillment, enjoyment, hope, faith, and love, these needs. And the lie, the lie is that all I have needed has not been provided. And that's not our song. We're not singing that. That's, that's the potentially harmful message that we can come face to face with. That all I have needed has not been provided. And so in response to that message, we can say and we can sing, all I have needed, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. It's already here. It's already with me. And we're not talking about the stuff again, although that's, that's all a gift as well. But that could be gone in an instant. All of that could, could vanish at any moment. What we're talking about is eternal and is not dependent on any circumstance or situation or election. All I have needed and will ever need is right here within me. The capacity for depth and wonder for joy, love, goodness, hope, trust, freedom. It's already here. Great is thy faithfulness. And then, and then out of that place of wholeness, out of that place of wholeness, we discover, uh, we get to discover physical, practical needs for ourselves and others. And there's a beauty in working out those needs together for one another. 
but already, right here, right now, and forever. Great is thy faithfulness. On on Sunday, um, I want to close just with sharing this from a friend. On Sunday, uh, after I had already been working on this episode, a, um, a dear friend and pastor, um, her name is Diana Troutwine, she shared some beautiful pictures um, um, out in nature. She shared these pictures along with a, a simple but profound word um, that, that I think captures what some of what I was trying to, to, to get at here. She said, This glory, this glory comes to you from November on the central coast of California. I offer it to you as a reminder that there actually is a world of beauty and joy and stillness and even the possibility of love and unity beyond politics, personalities, and elections. Thank God. And of course, of course, politics matter. Of course, personalities and elections, they matter. Diana knows this. You and I know this. These are real things that affect real people in very profound ways. And, and we participate them, participate in them um, with all of our, our intentions and our love and our working for justice and mercy. But they're not the only thing. They're not everything. There is something deeper and wider and more lasting, something steadfast and eternal that animates and and gives life and breath to everything else. Great is thy faithfulness, mercy, and love. I recorded... I recorded the hymn um, recently for one of our services, so I'll I'll close the podcast by giving us a chance to hear it sung. And I hope I hope it can serve as a reminder that that amidst all the change and uncertainty, amidst all the turning rhythms and cycles uh, that that are a mysterious and often wondrous part of life. Amidst all of that, there is a stillness and an enduring peace that holds the whole thing together, including you. Now for-
May the God of all mercy and love be with you now and forever.